Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to episode 241 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcasts and Spotify listeners, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Hosting today's show is Ken Clark. Appreciate that, Corey C. Just like he said, this is Ken Clark. Welcome back to another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Joining me on today's show. We got the gang back together again. Zoe and Shaq. What's up, fellas? What's up, Ken? What's up, Zoe? What's up, Ken? What's up, Shaq? What's up, the I Love family? Fellas, man, it's been a minute since we've been back together all collectively on the show. I can't I don't remember what show that was last time we was together, but usually when we get together, no, 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 no disrespect to nobody else. Y'all know what's about to happen. Probably gonna yeah, be something. You, you know what it is. You know what it something is. Controversial, something, something spicy. You know, we don't we don't know. We it's it's listen, man. We we here, man. We back together. We got a lot to, to, to discuss. We know what's been out there. We 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 wanted to get back together and shed some Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club light on the comments that were made by Mr. Coach Nick Saban over at the Alabama Crimson Tide and what he had to say about, we we may touch on what he had to say in, in, in full, but the biggest part was we wanted to hone in on what he had to say about Jackson State and Coach Prime. And, and we all know what he said. You know, if you don't know what he said, Corey, if you don't mind, cue up the comments that Coach Nick Saban made when he was at his money meeting in Alabama. We have a rule right now that says you cannot use name, image, and likeness to entice a player to come to your school. Hell, read about it in the paper. I mean, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a really good Division One player to come to school. It was in the paper, and they bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it. All right, fellas. Like you said, you heard it. You heard it. I'll, I'll start with you first, Shaq. Shaq, tell me what was your first com- What was your first thoughts when you first heard Nick Saban say what he had to say? Ken, I thought immediately big mistake. 
Um, it was a mistake for him to say that in that on that platform um, at that particular meeting, because all it did was just validate that Jackson State and the HBCUs for that for the most part are going in the right direction. So he kind of validated the movement, if you will, um, that that is being galvanized at this moment with us building up some momentum and 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 a lot of the schools starting to target some of the recruits that historically have escaped us because they've been, you know, pursuing power five institutions. And what this has shown us is that even though people are going to say, you know, Jackson state is a, is a, is an HBCU and it's the FCS school. Mm-hmm. The point is what Nick was basically trying to say to, to his boosters in that business meeting was we are a threat. Mm. We are a threat right now, not Jackson state in its, singularity existence but as being one of the front runners of this movement to start attracting top tier talent back to our schools i like that Mm. well the first thing that came to mind for me was coach prime and what he's notoriously known for saying i know i'm on the right track because baby when a hater shows up it lets me know i'm definitely on the right i'm on the right track Mm-hmm. And Coach Prime is notorious also for saying that, you know, I'm here to provoke change. He said from day one, you know, we've come to level the playing field and we've came to change the darn game. Mm. And so this is nothing more than confirmation of the darn game being changed because a hit dog will holler. All the because, time. I can, because I can assure you, if there was nothing changed, if there was no change going on, then our name would have been plastered from C to C when Coach Saban had to make sure, you know, he had to break up and, uh, and mention Jackson State. Because let it be known that on that day, in the lexicon of college athletics, college football to be specific, mm-hmm. there, were only, there were only three names out of everyone's mouth in this whole entire country. It was Alabama, Texas A&M, and the I love Jackson State University. Powerful. I do want to make sure that while we're having this conversation, this is a very, very, very important conversation to have. Um, There has been a lot of dialogue in regard to Coach Saban's comments. Uh, We want to dissect that as deep as we can take it here on our platform. And we definitely want to delve back into the episode that us three had the pleasure of, 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 of speaking on this Man, this was some nine months ago, and we'll reference that um, that show. We 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 called it. Uh, the essence was paradigm prime. We you know, Shaq, you 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 hit us with. Um, we felt like Coach Prime's hiring at Jackson State was going to be a paradigm shift. Uh, many of us, well, not many of us, but some may have felt like it was a reach. Some may have felt like it was a stretch. Some may have felt like we had our blue and white glasses on and some it was just hate you know but Zoe I love what you just said coach prime is absolutely right when you know you're on the right track is when them haters start showing up and we're not going to focus on the haters we really want to get the meat and potatoes of this and we want to continue this very important conversation because Zoe that's a great point three and and listen Shaq I know you can appreciate this it I, I just you a spiritual brother, just like myself and Zoe. And we, 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 man, listen, it is not a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences in that regard that it was Alabama. Cause our conversation nine months ago, 
<laughs> wasn't it was about it, Alabama? It was about Alabama. I just, I just, I'm just like it. Almost give you goosebumps when you realize that it's so ironic. And then can't make it up. Have, you can't make that up. So before we get lost in the sauce, we want to, you know, he said something that I thought was it kind of grinded my gears and my 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 reaction to it was like, wow, you know, because what he was saying. And this is let's set this up. He was at the end of the meeting, right? This was this was at the end of the meeting. This was he had had he had been consuming a little, you know, some adult beverages. <laughs> he got real comfortable. It was the last question of the, of the night, and man, he got he stuck his foot in his mouth. But he 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 went at Jimbo Fisher, you know, as he stated in the comments, you know, he. He said Texas A&M bought all they bought their whole recruiting class. Alabama finished number two, Texas A&M number one. Jackson State finished somewhere in the top one hundred. You know, we, we we ain't we ain't on that level, but we we in the top one hundred, which is really historic for FCS program. And to do that two consecutive classes ought to tell you. So we're gonna delve into that word threat. But what I wanted to say was about what he said was this. He set the conversation up or the statement or the rant or however you want to say it. I know it was about NIL. The position he took was, was that Alabama did it the right way. Those that did it the wrong way, led by Texas A&M. And then he mentioned that Jackson State paid a player a million dollars. And then we bragged about it in the paper and nobody did a thing about it. So, so, so essentially, assuming that we did it the wrong way. Absolutely. That's, that's the premise of his statement. We mm-hmm. did it the right way. Texas A&M, did, they bought every player. NIL is out of control. And he's like, the, after the, 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 the conjunction was Jackson State went and got a really good play. It's, just, it's, it's, it's so many microaggressions and so many, um, you know. It's hypocritical. It's, it's, it's hypocritical. very hypocritical, but it's also – condescending because he gave the impression and we're going to touch on what coach prime had to say immediately because his immediate response was, was right on time. You know, he fired well, right well, back. Well, before you even get to that, let me, let me, let me pay some out that no one has said, and this is okay. irony. For, this is irony for everybody. Yeah. Like, we all know that basically he was in a meeting with, uh, with prominent Boosters. figures we're prominent people basically as a means to try to you know speak on to say hey texas and them ball these players jackson state paid a million dollars for somebody but essentially i'm here to talk to talk to you about these things so i can get more money from you guys to what essentially do the very same thing that they were doing well absolutely but again this is what i wanted to say like you're saying that first of all for those that don't know anything about NIL deals. Schools can't give out NIL deals and schools can't pay players. If you're insinuating that an NIL deal, NIL is not illegal. For those that don't know what NIL means, it means name, image, and likeness. So can, college players. Okay. And now it now it stands for now is legal. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot, actually. But Thanks. I just want to make sure that we, we draw it out for our Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club listeners because we want to make sure everybody's on the same page. An NIL deal, especially for the state of Mississippi, the rules are for Mississippi that a player cannot receive an NIL deal or payment from an NIL deal until he's officially enrolled at the university that he is uh, going to uh, partake, you know, play play for. 
And in that regard, when Travis Hunter signed, the, the, his statement insinuated that we basically, it was a pay for play. We paid him to sign. And, and like I said, I know Jimbo went on to talk about how disrespectful it was to them, but the, the, I want to make sure we highlight the fact that you basically told the Hunter family, Travis Hunter, his mom and dad, that the only way your son, as good as he is, would even consider an HBCU is if, if, he, is if he was bought. We'll touch on Travis Hunter's response, his comment that he made, but um, I wanted to say that real quick and set that up, but I wanted to highlight exactly what Coach Prime said because his immediate text was, um, it was a, he said, you bet you best believe that I'm gonna I'm gonna respond in the morning when he said that, but his his response was, let me make sure I get to it. It was something to the effect that you actually think that we have to go pay our own to come to our institutions to play for us. You know what I mean? Like I'm selling culture over here and we don't have no million dollars of you insinuating that we did something illegal. And that was the wrong part. Go ahead. Well, look, I, I'm going to, I'll say this. Um, We all know what coach Saban was trying to do at that business meeting, which is drive up support um, and financial commitment um, so that he can himself not get left behind in this race for talent. So that's right. that's essentially what it was. But the ironic, and it's funny that Zoe was um was kind of mentioning mentioning this offline uh in another conversation, but it's ironic that there's a saying that history always repeats itself. Now, during that their paradigm prime show, USC was utilized as being the nemesis, if you will, to prove um, at that period that during integration. Um, the 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 white schools and institutions should be recruiting black talent if they were in order to compete. Mm. And now you have, you know, some 50 plus years later, another revisit of that particular ideology, not just um, from a standpoint of recruiting black talent, but now that NIL is being brought up as a um, as a requirement to recruit back to black talent. So then you know, white schools did not want the black players to play. So there was no flexibility for black players to even go to those institutions until a couple of top tier um, white schools, namely, I think Tennessee or Kentucky started recruiting the first black players. And then Alabama just, you know, adding to the fray and saying, okay, yeah, we're going to join the fight now um, because this, this is the only way that we're going to win. Mm -hmm. And now 50 plus years later with NIL, the introduction of NIL, the same argument is being rehashed just in a different capacity. And it's, I don't want to get left behind. So how are we going to compete? But now there's a big monkey wrench in that plan. Mm -hmm. And that big monkey wrench is the arrival of the HBCUs in the discussion. And well, so, go ahead. I, I got to be honest, man. When, 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 I, when I first saw it, I mean, just straight off reading it in raw emotion, man, I was really ticked off. Yep. Yeah. I, 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 I was really, really ticked off. Uh, Y'all know I always say, man, two things could be true at the same time. You know, granted, and I hate this justification of, well, you know, he really did. He was really, when I first saw the video, because I read it before I actually saw the actual footage. When I saw the footage, it made me even more ticked off because what the footage showed me was this was something that ultimately I don't believe was meant to be put out for everyone to see. Agreed. And so, and so. It was like I'm comfortable and I'm really speaking my truth 
right. is how I this is how I really feel. But the world is not the world outside world is not supposed to you know supposed to know it because that's the way his his tone was, his demeanor was, and that's why video is such a strong tool. And mm. so, but 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 the comments really got to me because you know it's ironic how we as black people we have to pay off our own to get to come to something that belongs to us it's crazy and, and i thought back at the very instance uh, and i was like you know it's, it's funny how we we have to pay for our best and brights to come here on the athletic side but i want you guys to know most of your majority successful uh educated folk with degrees they go to hbcus but it's like, but when it come on the athletic side, our best and brightest have to be paid off. That's the only way they'll come because we're not fit for it. But also, guess what, guys? We've been getting transferred for the longest, even from high-ranking, uh, high-profile athletes. It didn't just start even with this star system. Even before then, we'll have someone that will go to, you know, high-ranking, you know, blue – for you young millennials, they used to always call blue-chip recruits before this – for the star system came back in early 2005 before then you had blue chips right mm -hmm. and so we would get blue chip athletes that would go to these schools and then transfer back you know because things may not be working out for them kind of similar to where things are now but guess mm -hmm. what it was never thought about oh they got paid to come here then you know why because people felt like oh they were devalued no you know i can remember specifically uh brian darden he was the number one running back in the country when he came out of high school with the tennessee and played Came back to Jackson State and started a free safety and won a swag championship. You know, so it's, it's, this is nothing new. But guess what? It was never – and college athletes have been playing football players for decades. This is nothing new. But notice whenever they transfer back down, there was no thought, oh, Jack State or FAMU or Southern paid for these players to transfer back down. No, never mm -hmm. that. But now all of a sudden we got a high-ranking uh, uh, high athlete and it's the only way we can get them is we got uh, to pay for them. You know, no. I mean, guess what? Travis Hunter wanted to go to Florida State because he idolized Prime. So guess what? And there's some other things behind the scenes with that as well. But guess what? If I idolize the guy and he's over here and he wants me to come play for him, why wouldn't I go take – why wouldn't I go visit and see what he's talking about? Mm -hmm. I met him. I met his kids. I felt the love. Man, I've never been to Jackson before. Man, when I drove up down Woodrow Wilson and I saw their stadium in the distance, man, I had no idea. They right. played in a stadium like that. I had no idea the stadium was packed like that because, as you know, HBCUs are thought of as lesser than. Man, but I tell you what, when I went to Jack's first time, that didn't look like lesser than to me. That didn't feel like lesser than to me. And that's why Prime, when he went on television, he said, baby, if you don't want to lose these high-profile recruits, the last thing you want him to do is come to an HBCU homecoming. Now, I'm going <laughs> to say this. I'm going to say this with my blue and white glasses on. I can't speak for these other HBCUs, but I know it's only one HBCU in this country that can put 60,000 asses in the seats. That's JSU. That's facts. We're one now, of one. Now, I'll say this because, uh, boy, this, we, we, are already, we, are, we just got started, boy, and we already rocking and rolling. And that's why I love to have these conversations. It's, these are very important conversations. And you know what? This is one conversation of many. Um, a lot of times when we, we have these private separate conversations that's not recorded that that always gives that indicator man we gotta we gotta put something down because we gotta continue to uh push the envelope and continue to tell our story the reason why i wanted to like really make sure we we hone in on what was said like i said we don't have to spend much time on wouldn't it? we we know what was said Corey played the clip um 
we, you know, Coach Prime's reaction again was um, I, one of the, one of the, one thing one key thing he did say because I want to make sure I touch on that before we move from it. He did he did say you don't want to react immediately with emotions. Uh, he felt like you know he said he still got respect for the man um, for Nick Saban. Me personally, as a fan of Nick Saban, it, it, it hurt me because I I'm, I had to you know park my 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 fandom. Cause I do, you know, respect the man as a coach, but at the end of the day, um, when you have the best of the best at all times, you should be able to win at such a high clip. Not to say that he's not a great coach, but he, uh, Nick Saban has built, he has been the best of the best in the system that we currently see in the power five uh, college football structure. Whether, um, they were paying players. We know they were paying players prior to NIL. We all know this. And, and I said something personal. I said something on my personal Twitter page when I first uh, saw it. I, I said two things Nick Saban did was, number one, he said that Jackson State was a threat. Um, and number two was he opened himself up for criticism. Criticism. And he opened himself up for people to go, because, you know, we're in the social media era. People will dig up your past, and they'll go and find them skeletons that you got buried. And Coach Prime alluded to that. You don't want to play that game with me because I know what <laughs> I know where the bones are buried. I know who's dropping the bag off. But I thought one thing that he did say, that, and he said, look, you can't you can't bash us. You know, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll quote Coach Prime. I'll read it verbatim. Because they asked him, you know, had he spoken with Nick Saban from the time he, you know, since he had made the comments. Coach Prime said, no, I haven't talked to Coach Saban. I'm sure he's tried to call. He said, we need to talk publicly, not privately. What you said was public. That doesn't require a a conversation. Let's talk publicly and let everyone hear the conversation. Because this is the thing. Zoe, Zoe mentioned this. When you have big figures and big institutions and in in, in those that are, you got the number one recruiting class. Then you got the number one, we can say the, the, the biggest program. I know Georgia just won a national championship, but Alabama still that, they still that, they, they, they still Shaq bully. Let's not, let's not, you know, we got to see a consistent, you know, championship run for Georgia to, to for Alabama to be knocked off the, uh, the throne, I would say of college football standard and excellence. Right. Um, you know, you got the Ohio State, Notre Dame, you know, the the those that are the, those blue blood programs. But here's what I want to say. You mentioned Jackson State. Right. He brought up Jackson State. We didn't ask to be a part of this. But like you said, when you bring up a Jackson State and you got a Nick Saban who's heralded as the greatest coach probably of all time next to the the, you know, Eddie Robinson. I'm going to say that. Because, you know, we always reference Bear Bryant, but I've, the greatest college football coach to ever coach was Eddie Robinson. Let's not make close. That. That's a, that's close. a whole nother story for another day. Shout out to all the Grambling alums out there. We're going to start telling our story and making sure that we highlight our greatest and brightest and best. But when it comes to just from the standard of, of, of the FBS level, Nick Saban is, is top dog. But when you reference... Little old Jackson State, it gives light to what we talked about. Now, before any one of you guys comment, I wanted to say all of that so I could segue into this. When we first had this conversation, it was a lot of things that have occurred since that time that wasn't, it wasn't in existence yet, and it was merely hoped for, i.e., number one, we hadn't signed Travis Hunter at that time. 
because we kept saying all we need is a five-star. There were shows that Corey would play Coach O saying, we're going to sign a five-star. And we've covered this. But the point is, we, we you fast forward to now, it has really made, it, it, it has really hit home now because what we're seeing transpire is the shift. And you spoke of, Shaq, of the momentum. But like I said, I don't want to throw too much out there. I just kind of want to make sure we get a little bit of what Coach Prime had to say. And as we expand on this conversation, we'll, we'll delve a little deeper. But look at how far we have advanced this thing since we initially brought up the possibility of a paradigm shift. And then, boom, we, we turn the TV on after he says what he's saying. What he said, first take, they say, hey. This is somewhat of a paradigm shift. The spotlight's always going to be on Coach Prime, but now there's a player, there's a centerpiece of the program, there's an identity to the program. When you think about Jackson State, you're going to think about Travis Hunter, and I can't wait to see how it unfolds because it could start some sort of paradigm shift. And Corey, I appreciate him putting it all over the social media, re replugging the show that we did back in August of 2021. And I'm telling you, it was um, – it was it was it, we, we saw it. We felt it. We believed it. And now here we are. And we're just at the beginning stages of this, man. And the momentum is real. And he validated it. Ken, there's there's so many thoughts going through my head right now as I reflect back on that show. And also as I reflect back on the the momentum that we were trying to develop at that point in time by correlating that moment with um with the bear bryant issue in usc and as i'm thinking about it right now the future is bright for us mm -hmm. um and it's it's bright the the one thing that nick that coach saban did during that during that um that meeting with those business leaders was basically provide us free marketing and free publicity mm. and he created um uh and an argument, a mental argument, and a thought process that every top athlete in football, basketball, for that matter, all sports, are going to start asking themselves now that NIL has been implemented. And that big argument is, I can make it anywhere. I can make it anywhere. The people are going to see me. I can get an NIL agreement or a deal, whatever the case may be, based on my performance. But the point is, at this point in time and where we are in society in this digital realm that we're in where all eyes are everywhere on social media and everything else you're going to be found there is no more of a of a of a, a disservice or a thought process that i can only be visible at a power five institution there's visibility across the board right now and what coach prime has done was brought that to the forefront so that these kids can actually understand and see that I don't think it was visible five, six, seven years ago. I don't think that they could see it because no one had actually brought it to the forefront as a valid argument. And now that argument is staring everybody in the face and the power five institutions are threatened by that. Ken is old. Well, and anytime the establishment has to go up against a movement that threatens their very existence of having an advantage, you can expect for them to fight back. So I do expect for those schools to start implementing some um, some resistance, if you will, in, in terms of how NIL is relegated, uh, oh, I'm sorry, regulated, and, and what, what, um, what procedures and processes are put in place. We know how this works. 
it happens all the time. Anytime the minorities start to gain some traction and momentum, they try to, you know, basically stop it in its tracks. But for those of you who are listening, understand this. Our unity has always been our wealth. Mm. It ain't bag chasing. It's not the collective bag chasing. It's our unity. The bag will come shortly after that. But our unity is for first and foremost, the vehicle that is going to get us to that destination. Well, the uh, the greatest thing is, you know, our unity is our greatest wealth, but our greatest asset with that wealth is the culture. And so yeah. that's the one thing that we have that you can't get anywhere else. And also, what, the one thing that has to be highlighted, Shaq and Ken, is believe it or not, you know, the great divide that's happening right now, if you listen to the tone of, of all these schools and everything that's going on with NIL, all you hear is power five. Last time I checked, there's there's about a hundred and about 118 schools in all of FBS, but all you hear is power five. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, there's this talk of breaking away through that nature, but guess what? None of that is going to prove detrimental to HBCU, specifically the SWAC, right. because we, we, we were always in our own world anyway. We have our own product. And so, you know, the thing about that is, is that, you know, the effect is going to come to those group of five, which I would just say, go ahead, call it what it is, the lesser than FBS. Because they're going to feel the effects of it. That's you know, right. you know, we have a great product to sell. And again, the thing is, you know, what we're doing now by getting the high profile recruits, you know, once we get more of those coming home and they're coming, they will. It was it, it was no different than 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 Prime speaking on the first signing day when he said, if, remember the video? He said, you know, we got power five out here hating on little old JSU, you know, telling recruits this, that and the third. But you know what? They coming anyway. You ain't gonna stop it. We can say the same thing. It applies to right now. Basically, he could have, he might well could have been talking to Nick Saban. Say, man, you can go ahead. You complain about you know whatever you perceive to be happening. Y'all can go ahead and do whatever you want to do. But you know what? The wave has already started. The rising tide is lifted. Now the boats are coming. You, you can do what you want to do, but it ain't gonna stop what we got going. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't gonna stop. It ain't. <laughs> so, so, so there was a couple of things that I would say a few things that I could list that really needed to take place in order for this thing to hit home and to be real and for us to really be a threat. Because when, when coach prime first got hired, it was a cute thing. You know, he started doing the you know, videos and it was all good. Then up jumps this practice field at Jackson state. Okay. All right. I hear you. Then we, 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 we go and um, we have a spring season. Then we, we, we fin- we have that top signing class. It's like, okay. All right. Whatever. Then we go and we have a a a when he has a winning season in his first full year in the fall of 2021, and we we win a SWAC championship first year. Um, and then that's followed behind, like I said, we signed the number one player in the country. Yes, it was great that he idolized Deion Sanders. His father, Deion Sanders fan, San Francisco 49ers fan. So Travis Hunter grew up um, you know, watching Deion Sanders and wanted to be Deion Sanders. Um, and what great opportunity he was given to be able to be coached. I gave Travis Hunter a a title because in every movement in the black movement, success and advancement in this country, there's always been revolutionaries. Travis Hunter is a modern age revolutionary because we needed a big time player to validate this thing for us, for it to stick. And when Travis Hunter on the signing day, put that J hat on and took, oh, 
opened that jacket up and it said, I believe. Oh boy. Sucks it's all the air out the room. It's just it, completely it, it, sucked it, all I, the air I, out I, the room. And I know one from the Coach Prime documentary. You saw the fella that was had the Florida State. <laughs> hey man, he, he, was, out. He, he was he was sad, man. Out. He had to walk out. But here's the other thing I want to say, because this is what I'm I'm building on. You needed that figure. That figure is Coach Prime, somebody that didn't have nothing to lose in all the game. Um, you needed that big time recruit. The next thing that's required is now you need the schools that we usually couldn't beat. You see what I'm saying? The next thing is it can't be just Jackson State. I think we all can agree that the recruitment of Jackson State, I don't care how anybody choose to spin it, has been there is an uptick in recruiting, especially in the SWAC, because of the momentum that Coach Prime has spearheaded. He has, like you said, he has put HBCUs on the, at the forefront of the minds of, 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 I would say, the youth in America and on everybody's TV. And, and 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 so it's all over social media. He made the program attractive. He sold our story by putting it in uh, in the face of those. Zoe made a great point. Only one school in the in the country, from an FCS standpoint, can put sixty thousand in, in 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 the stadium. And I love the vet, man. I don't. I, I, I'm telling you, the vet is our greatest ab- <laughs> advocate. In this story, because when you come out that 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 tunnel and you see sixty thousand of not just fans, but sixty thousand of your people, it's different. And every recruit that has come to Jackson has said that James Houston, because I'm going to mention that that was the other thing that needed to happen. We had to have someone get drafted. It's taking shape, man. We got four HBCU players get drafted this year. Josh Williams out of Fayetteville State, Kobe Durant out of South Carolina State, our very own James the Problem Houston out of Jackson State, and Jakari Tarter out of Jatari Carter out of Southern University. When that number doubles next year, which we all feel like it's gonna double because the uptick of recruiting and the and the the we we feel like the the play the, the brand of football is gonna be that much greater in the conference. The facilities are currently being upgraded as we speak and all around the conference. Everybody's getting a little bit of their share of what they need in order to tell their story. The media teams in these HBCUs are starting to take shape and develop. And of course, Jackson State applied pressure to every HBCU institution that didn't have a a social media presence. We're number one right now and we're applying pressure. We're telling everyone you got it. Zoe made a great point the other day about every. There needs to be every tiger. There needs to be a tiger talk for every single HBCU institution that's in the country right now. You got to ride this momentum. You got to ride this wave, and you got to be able to sell and tell your story. Because you know what, fellas, we're not going to be able to ever probably compete on the money level, right? Because the amount of a, a big time money boosters at HBCUs is far lesser than those of the PWIs. I think we all can agree on that, right? Agree. Oh, sure. Agree. Without question. So the point I'm making is if if we if money isn't the thing that's going to be able to do to do for us, what is it going to take for our top brand athletes, the uh, the next Travis Hunter? Cuz there's going to be another Travis Hunter. There's going to be another Kevin Coleman, right? 
you know, we don't want to leave him out because he was affected by we got five stars. We got Peter Woods. We made an offer. We saw what his words were. We um we got five stars that had Jackson State in their top 10, top 11, Alabama State in their top 10, top 11. The point I'm making is, and I'll let y'all jump in, is that what we're offering and what the movement is, is spearheaded by is the culture. The culture is not for sale. And that that is a fearful thing because if you ever get the black athlete loving their own, and loving this culture again. And like you said, Shaq, phenomenal point, man. We we choose unity over money. And we trust the process that NIL can allow me to go to an HBCU. And I can still monetize my name, image, and likeness. I don't have to be broke <laughs> and need those stipends to get me through a four-year degree. Uh, uh, four years of playing football at a power five school until I can get my chance to go to the next level to get mom out of the hood. So, or not necessarily out of the hood, but to take, you know, whatever the situation is. I can go to an HBCU and get to the exact same destination that I could if I went to Alabama. And unfortunately for them, and I do say unfortunately, uh, Shaq, you mentioned something. You mentioned they are going to push back. They are going to try. But you know what? NIL is not regulated by universities and it's not regulated by the NCAA. The NCAA is on a slippery slope because Nick Saban is crying because it ain't really nothing they can do. That's that's legislation. And the NCAA can be sued because you don't want to run into an issue where you're trying to block a kid's money. So they can't stop it. Now, they can try to restrict it. But at the end of the day, Zoe made the point that the middleman would be the one that will be affected more so than us. So. I know I said a lot, but I did want to kind of throw that in there and talk about how from point A to where we are now, we needed some things to transpire. We, after Coach Prime got hired, we needed a f- big-time player to commit. We needed some. We needed a draft pick. We needed somebody to get drafted. We needed to finish in the top five. And I think the next thing is we got to go out and beat the people. We got to go beat the out-of-conference big-time FBA. Because when that happens, boy, oh, boy. That's what do you think about that? That's let, it. Let, I mean, let, that's, let me, that, that's it. Let me add one point to something that you mentioned a, a few minutes ago, though, Ken, because I got to highlight this okay. because, uh, you know, again, I can't speak for all the other HBCUs, but, you know, for the longest time, you know, HBCUs were thought of as lesser than. Yeah. So, mind you, and I can, I'm using Jackson State for an example. Like, you look at the roster, we have, we have multiple kids from Maryland, multiple kids from California. We're, we're recruiting kids in Oklahoma. I mean, in the Northwest. So so I said it to say this, you know, they, they're unfamiliar with HBCUs. You know, they're looking at things online. So it's a whole new world to tons of kids who never were in this space before in the past. So what Jackson State in particular is doing, I'm just using this for an example. We're the template. So we're doing some myth busting because let me, let me and I say this all the time. You, you got kids who've never been down south, who's never mm-hmm. been to Mississippi. And they have this perception that HBCUs are lesser than because they see what they see on TV with the power fives, right? So right. again, you fly into Jackson, you're on a visit, never been to Mississippi. And I'm telling you, you go down Woodrow Wilson or you're coming down Lakeland Drive, you see the vet off in the distance and you say, my God, that's a stadium. Mm-hmm. When you hit, when you hit state street and you see, Miles upon miles and on a huge tailgating area, and it's packed to the brim, and yes, it's sir. looking and it's looking better 
than what you see on the West Coast, better than what you see on the East Coast. And then when you get into that doggone locker room and it's 6,000 there, you come out there on that field, you'll be like, my God, I had no clue. I thought they were lit online, but I, I, you know, I knew it was lit, but I didn't know it was like this. Mm. We have that. We yeah, have that. And so, and, and so the thing is now we're myth busting because I had this perception of something, you see what I'm saying? But then when I get here, this ain't that. And it kind of goes, kind of goes to what something else Coach Prime said, though it was related to the football team. And that was, you ain't going to see what you thought you saw. You ain't going to see what you saw. So again, you thinking one thing, but when you get in reality and you see it, now it's a whole different thing. Now, th- now add to that, you know, you go on campus, the energy that's there, it, there is nothing small. And, and, to, and I got to say this because one other problem to that was, and I say this all the time, by and large, black people devalue black things. Because yes, let's go ahead and let's keep it real. There, if you went to Jack State, you love it. If you're in, H- in the HBCU space, you love it. There are plenty of people outside of it. Oh, they're going to they gonna poo-poo the HBCU experience or because it's black. Oh, man, you got to go here as opposed to going here because so-and-so is better. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. You devalue it. We, we don't saw a lot know. of that, too. We saw a lot of that um, happening in the defense of Nick Saban. What, what, what all of this fallout, we saw some of the um, byproducts, I would say, of racism and Oh yeah, and let me make the point real quick. I just wanted to say that we saw a element in our own community that came out and against HBCUs. No doubt, because there but, is a real element amongst in our community where we don't love our own, we devalue our own, and and that that element also reared its ugly head on social media with comments and. So forth and so on, you know. Uh, it's, sure. it's, it's psychological ahead. conditioning that's yes, been sir. done over decades, millennia, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, mainly because if you create the division within uh in, in, in within a community, you will never get that community to unite toward a common cause. It's our right line, too. Yep. yep. I, I remember I remember um when we were doing research. And when I was in middle school, we were doing research on the the bus boycotts during the civil rights movement. Oh boy! And a lot of people failed to realize that until blacks started to unite and started to boycott the buses and walk to their respective jobs, again, that's a huge personal sacrifice that we failed to acknowledge and realize. The change is always going to come as a sacrifice, and we have to understand and accept that. But until there was a united movement to boycott those buses, which basically affected the economic prosperity of some of our counterparts, that's when the change came about. And so in conjunction with that, too, when you referenced the bus boycott, there were black but there were black owned bus companies that we especially over on the East Coast where. I know over in North Carolina, I think uh, Brother Claude, I think it's Claude Anderson, I think is his name, but he he referenced that his family owned a uh, bus company and they were thriving. They thrived during that bus car time because blacks weren't weren't riding the white buses anymore. They were black, they, they would they would patronize the the black bus uh, companies and they they were able to generate uh, some you know record breaking revenue. And when the boy bus boycott ended. 
we went back to riding the, the white bus because probably they, that bus probably was better. It probably was nicer. We don't know. Uh, I wasn't around at that time, but it affected the black owned business so bad that they, they went, out of went out of business. They went out so of business. That, that's a, that's a microcosm of what we were referencing in results in, in reference to the HBCU athletes from seventies and the eighties and nineties and only to the, the, the downslope of the talent and the gap got wider because something happened. You know, we, we got, we can spend days speaking on what actually transpired. We're talking about one element of that now, but there's a real story to be told in that. And the more we go on to get to know, because I, I think I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. If we, let's just talk about fashion real quick. Just, to, just to make a point, man, you know, Man, we 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 make the we we pushed we pushed the envelope. You remember the Tommy Hill figure era? Mm-hmm. And then you had Tommy early nineties, early early early, early we, to mid nineties. Yeah. It was us that, that 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 made these uh millionaire designers what they were. Now he came out and said he made his clothes, he didn't make his clothes black folk, but whatever. The point I'm making is is that whatever the wave was, we set the wave. I, I this like jewelry that us. you see going on. Like I'm just saying, like the fashion, and usually we put that on when we're going around each other, man. Because we know that. Listen, you, 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 you know, we, we, we had a um, Coach Prime had the fundraiser, the uh, gala in Jackson, and boy, hey, hey, that football team cleaned up. But when we get around each other, and we, you know, this black excellence, man. And when you see that, man, that's so attractive. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So Zo, Zo, to Zo's point, I, I only wanted to make those points because. That's true. And this is to validate his point. I had a chance on behalf of this podcast platform to go over down the street to the Rose Bowl Coliseum. Isn't that an iconic stadium in the country? It is. Isn't it? Isn't it? That's that's heralded in, in the college football world, right? That thing looks just like the vet. Matter of fact, the vet is, 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 is in, it, it looks just like the vet, man. And I'm saying what we play in is 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 just as his, historic and iconic as the Rose Bowl Coliseum. And like Zoe said, a lot of these young kids don't know that. So Coach Prime getting the media team to to the to to follow them in every aspect and to show the world what's happening and show it in a light where it's it's highlighting our shortcomings but it's also highlighting the things that make us special and that's the thing that's attractive and then when you bring them in hey man you, i love what you said myth busting that's that's a great point go ahead Shaq. we i like to call our people the culture creators for the world because as we, as we create trends everybody else follows from music to dance to clothing to style um to just everyday life the culture is is what permeates and is what attractive to people. And I don't want this to come across as being radical, what I'm about to say. But oftentimes we already know what the stereotypes are for African-Americans, pretty much the last and everything, right? And the argument is, pull up your shoes by your bootstraps and get to work. But when we pursue the opportunity to pull up our boots and to strap them up and get to work, there's an um, an innate system in place to prevent equality across the board. 
So even when we want to get ourselves right, there is restrictions in place from higher ups and authority and administration to prevent from us to develop momentum. And that's the beautiful thing about being in this social media driven era that we in is that the transparency now is across the board for everyone to see. Every one of us already knows that there are probably hundreds of George Floyds before there was a George Floyd. That's facts. All right. The only difference now is that we are in an era that it was actually videotaped on a mobile phone and broadcasted across the world mm -hmm. for everybody to see. And that's the beautiful thing about the era and this transparency you know, state of mind that everybody is in right now. Everybody has a phone in their hand. Everybody is trying to see and be visible. And, and now it has created a desire for people to say, mm, that's not right, y'all. That's not right. And so this is this time that we're in. I want everybody to embrace it. Mark it down on your calendars. Mark it down on your phones. Whatever the case is, mark it down because you're witnessing history right now. This is this is the first stumbling block, if you will, that is being removed so that equality can be an attainable goal for HBCUs across the board, not just for Jackson State, for all HBCUs. This is one Fair. stumbling block that's removed. But it also, well yeah, but it also is going to come at a major um, a sacrifice for us to be accountable. To be consistent with our actions and deliberate. Mm -hmm. but also to be profoundly instrumental in making sure that we are fair across the board with our people as well. You talk about, um, Zoe kind of talked about having kind of enemies within your own camp. Again, there's that house divided mentality. We have to unite for a common cause. Now I get it. There's a scripture that says all Israel ain't Israel. Y'all know what that mm -hmm. means, right? Yes, sir. All right, so I'm gonna leave that alone. But at the end of the day, we're in a in a place in time right now where we can really um galvanize this thing into something beautiful that people can look back and reflect on and say man you guys called it you guys you, made me just, you guys called it you made me just think about the harry tubman quote said if I, I freed a thousand slaves and i could have freed a thousand more if they had only known that they were slaves that's correct yeah that's and, uh, and, that's, a, that's a profound uh thought when you think about that go ahead yeah, the, the only uh, thing that happened, go ahead, go ahead, Zoe. I, I was going to bring up the point, you know, Travis Hunter and Kevin Coleman are just two recruits alone, okay? Mm -hmm. but Travis Hunter is a generational talent. He's one of one. He's the highest rated recruit ever, right? And some people say, okay, well, hey, that's just one recruit, but it's huge. And let me, let me break it down. It actually explains why. All right, if you look at Power 5 conferences, these are just, you know, Power 5 schools. All right, it's Power 5, so it's five conferences. And you look at all the schools in those conferences, you're talking roughly about 60 schools. Simple math. So if you got 60, about 60 schools, and then you look at how many players you're going to have on each roster, you're going to have 85 players on each roster. So last time I checked, you know, even just if you look at the SEC alone, you know, there's 14 teams, 85 players. That's that's more than 300 players, right? Right. So if you look at just if you look at just this this cycle right here for this recruiting class right now, there are 35, five stars. Okay. 35. Okay. So we offer Peter. Let's, let's just say, you know, we, we, uh, we, we happen to sign this five-star kid, Lord willing. 
That's Peter the one Woods. guy, Peter Woods. Mm-hmm. And let's just say we happen to sign this kid, right? That's just one. It's 34 left to be divvied up by the power five. 34 mm-hmm. left. But but here's the thing. We got traction. What if, and I'm going to keep it small. Let's just say, let's say Southern signs one and FAMU signs one. That's three five stars going to HBCUs. That changes because that's one less going to Alabama. That's one less going to Ohio State. And that's one less going to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. So now we've diluted the pool by a great margin because those are just the five stars. Now watch this. In this cycle alone, you, you have roughly about 350 four stars this year. It's huge this year. 354 stars. So now... You know, we have a four-star committed to Jackson State as we speak right now. So we're right. already we're already ahead of the curve over every single group of five FBS school right now as we have this whole this conversation. So that's paradigm shifting right there alone, but we're just one. So now the example I gave, Southern has one four-star. FAMU has one four-star that they signed. That right there has put a major dent into the rich getting richer. Now, are we going to have a class like Alabama? We know we won't. We don't have to. Right. But the thing is, it's put a major dent in it, especially when it comes to the research. Because now, why Nick Saban is so is so is so pressured into doing what he's doing? Because it's taken from him and it's eliminating and hindering him having continuance of what he's been done doing in the past. Because again, that in, you know that's that's one less from Georgia, but it's definitely one less from him. And guess what? If we happen to get this guy in Alabama, that's a direct crystal ball lean to Alabama. So that's directly affecting him Thanks. from little old JSU. So that's how huge this is. So, yes, so, so for anyone out there to say the JSU or HBCUs are a threat, man, please. Yeah, the, the <laughs> evidence the evidence is already documented. You don't get to that point of having that dialogue in that private platform that Coach Saban was in, and you're not a threat. It was at the it may have been at the back of his mind, but it was enough to the point where it was on his mind that he had to utilize it to validate his point of view. I think when we're talking about threats. There's levels to it. It is. It is. So, you know. When you factor in, we all live in and in, in, we all have an address where we live. Right. And we let's say we we we, we say there's an enemy among us. Right. If that enemy is in your neighborhood and on your street and he's looking for your house, that is a imminent threat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? If somebody don't like you or, or I or, or Zoe and they inbox us on Twitter and say, when I see you, I'm going to do X, Y, Z to you. That's also a threat. Both are threats, but one is immediate and the other one is not so much. That's what we mean when we say a threat. It just grinds my gears when people think, oh, we ain't no threat. Well, you may not be a threat, but the university that was mentioned in that meeting is a threat because he didn't even realize, like, listen, that was millions of dollars of marketing that we received the next day because Facts. every single TV in America was playing the Get Up, Keyshawn, Jay Williams, and, and, and Max Kellerman show, First Take, Undisputed, 
The list goes on and on and on. All the social not, media platforms. Not, not just TV. Print not too. Just TV. Sports, Sports Illustrated. Oh, Bleacher Report. Marion Ledger. Bleacher Report. Sports Illustrated. CNN. Uh, every last one of them was was advertising Jackson State, Jackson State, Jackson State. And you know what was – I got to say this before we get ready to close this show, man. This thing going to be two hours if we don't slow down. <laughs> Guess what we did? We sent out about 30 offers, man, on the next day. <laughs> so shout out to the coaching staff, man. I hadn't seen this many offers go out since the day after Coach Prime's press conference when we first hired him. Man, and then we got three big-time commits. Shout out to Savion Wilkinson from transferring in, running back out of Delaware State. Shout out to uh, Willis Patrick uh, transferring from San Angelo State. Big-time offensive lineman that I've had a chance – I had a chance to interview him during the recruiting uh, uh, visit for the spring game. And last but not least, we signed Julius, I think, Lewis, a defensive lineman from transferring in from Fresno State. And honestly, it's, it ain't going to stop right there. We still got a, a, a nice little ways to go. Coach Prime has already said things that he's looking for to round off this roster because we're trying to dominate and we seize the moment. So, again, this is the important part, man. We, what we're doing is, is, is just as important because – all of those that are under the sound of our voice, we're planting those seeds that need to continue to be planted and watered and, and, and spread it across uh, the waves so that those that do hear us can also see and believe and, 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 and take part in this, this big time shift that we're seeing take place. One of the things since I thought about Willis Patrick, when I was meeting with the recruits and interviewing them, um, We've we've had so far we've had, we had Debo um, <laughs> Debo <laughs> transfer him I, I forget where he transferred him from so you had to correct me um, Florida uh, International Florida International we had Debo commit Willis Patrick commit we had Dallas Daniels commit we had Willie Gaines commit you know the oh five great great so check this out you know the one thing that all 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 five of them said. They had never been to Mississippi. They never expected anything like what they saw. I just want to shout out the coaches and in, in, in the way that they recruited and the way that they showed Jackson, Mississippi in one of the greatest lights I've seen from a recruiting standpoint. They went to the Sheridan Hotel, extremely nice hotel, probably arguably one of the nicest hotels in all of Jackson, the greater, uh, greater Jackson, Mississippi area. It's in Flowood, right? As soon as you get out of the airport, boom, you go to this amazing hotel, right? You stay in first world class, first class, and from there – Head over to Johnny T's, man, with a with a with a with a with a uh, I mean a nice, amazing spread of food. All the coaches come. It's 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 love. It's family. The family's invited. From there, they go and have a rooftop event back at the hotel. The next day, they at the stadium, at the at the um, at the um, at the school with their escorts, moving around. They putting the uniforms on. They taking their pictures. They are checking out the facilities. Then from there, they 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 shift over to go have lunch or brunch at fourth Avenue. Then from there, they go to the spring game. Then they go to the vet and you see 20 plus thousand show out to just a spring game at Jackson state. I'm, I'm saying Jackson state is out on the forefront, but Jackson state isn't the only one that has a story to tell. This is going to require a unified BCUs. Like Shaq said, it's going to require a commitment of excellence that we all got to step up in the areas in which we lack, because you know what? The momentum shift requires that. So as we continue, as this as this movement continues to get stronger, 
Ken, Corey, Shaq, Zoe, Mike B, the whole podcast crew, we're going to elevate and we're going to come and give you guys everything that we know you deserve and, and, and that that you're looking for. And we're going to go above and beyond and continue to bring you shows like this. Guys, that's all I got. If y'all got anything else y'all want to add before we close this out, go ahead and shoot. Well, I, I'll say this. You guys know I'm probably a little bit um, – my focus has always been on trying to create a unified vision and effort for our people because I think as we can come together and start contributing collectively – we don't we don't not uh we not only just benefit our people we benefit the whole world mm. we benefit the whole world every demographic every ethnicity we can benefit them when we get our stuff together when we get our stuff together and we can prove that we are beyond the negative stereotypes that people um unfairly label us with we can show proof and show worthy that um we can contribute to something beautiful and special in our, in our society. And I think for the most part, that's, that's pretty much been suppressed um, for decades, but we know when we see black excellence and, and fam, the point that we're at right now is becoming black excellence. Now that's not to say that we weren't this beforehand. I don't want to, I'm not saying that what I'm saying right now is that the whole world is starting to recognize not only Jackson State, but HBCUs on a landscape that we did not even imagine initially. Nine months ago, we call this in this paradigm prime special because we saw what was happening at the forefront of this, basically from a recruitment standpoint. And now that we're here, we got to keep this momentum going. So I expect for us to sign multiple five stars next year. I expect for another HBCU to sign a five star. I expect for the marketing and the branding of our universities to increase dramatically. I expect for our coaching staffs to grow larger and to become better. I expect for some more big names, Hall of Famers, to come into the HBCU realm to start coaching. I expect our institutions to grow. I expect our enrollments to grow. I expect Jackson State to get a brand new stadium soon. I expect I have high expectations for all of this because we have to verbalize those things out of our mouths. Mm -hmm. We have to continually spew, spew uh, positive enrichment things into this universe so they can manifest. Love it. Have to. And I, before I go again, I'm, I, I kind of get too spiritual sometimes, but no such thing. Yeah, but we are we spirit are... beings having a physical experience, brother. Indeed. Ain't no such thing as too spiritual. Go ahead. Indeed. We oftentimes say, um, don't show me you love me. I mean, don't tell me you love me. Show me you love me, right? Right. We say that all the time in our community. That's actually scripture. That's actually biblical scripture. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's found in 1 John chapter 3. And it says, little children love one another, not through tongue or words but through deeds and truth and i'm gonna leave with that so <laughs> yeah, go i can't go behind it but all i'm gonna say <laughs> all, I'm, all, I'm, all i'm gonna say is i got a trademark paradigm prime that's all i'm gonna say i got a trademark that hey hey i got hey, another let's do one it. let's do to, it need, i got another one we need to trademark and that is the culture is not for sale 
Hey, and last, my trademark ain't home good enough. I like that. I like that. Paradigm Prime. The culture's not for sale. Ain't home good enough. To all of our listeners out there, Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club, man, we thank you. We appreciate you. Um, we always uh, want to make sure we continue to come into your front rooms, living rooms, and your workouts and all that good stuff and give you some hot, dope JSU content. Again, as always, continue to support. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. We got a lot of dope content coming your way. Thank you for tuning in. God bless and go Tigers. Be our love. And that'll do it for episode 241 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcasts and Spotify listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag I believe. Hashtag the I love. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.